0: Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.
1: Thanks, thanks, everyone. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) We're excited to have all the kids with us today. Kids, give me a wave. You with me, you're with me? Okay, mom, hi. <laughs> Good to see y'all. Hey, I'm not, I love kids in the room. So parents, you just enjoy as much as you can. I, I, we just love them. We love them receiving. And I actually have expectation for all of us from the littlest to the oldest to receive today. So, you know, like Dan was saying, uh, Paul called us to revisit our foundations. Paul Manwaring, he said, there is stuff in previous rooms that are meant for this room to be part of the foundation. And when that is laid, we are able to build upwards. And so, one of our like prominent things from the earliest of days is that we are a family. (laughs) And it is, it's very obvious. We're a family that gathers around his presence. And I think it's really critical that we don't take lightly any member of the family. Every member matters. Every person is significant. And so I'm gonna share a story from Mark and it is Jesus feeding the 5,000. Who knows that story? Cool, okay. All right, okay. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going, that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Y'all, this is Mark 6:33. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. They said to him, That would take more than a half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you had, he ha- have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, We have five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was 5,000. So, you know, we're about 300 in this room. That's about 50 times the number of people in this room that ate that day. It's wild. And all he had was a sack lunch. That's a tiny lunch for 50 times this. And I love the word that we have just held onto since Faith Blanchard gave it over 10 years ago. She said, whether you're at 50, 500 or 5,000, everyone who comes in here will feel like family. And that is part of our DNA. It's part of our destiny as a church that someone walks in the room and they get a hug from a stranger and they're like, oh, I feel so loved. I feel the love of the Father. I feel like I matter. I feel like I'm part. And I wanna say that everyone matters in this family from young to old. Um, And then I think uh, it's interesting to think about this boy, okay? So, Picture this boy, he's coming to hear Jesus speak. There are 5,000 people there that day that are men. So when we tell the story, Jesus feeds the 5,000, we're not even counting the boy. The boy's not even in the 5,000 count. And he's the one who gives the food to the disciples to give to Jesus, to break and be multiplied. If there was anyone who felt insignificant, It might be that boy. He didn't even get counted. (laughs) There's probably 15,000 there because there's 5,000 men, probably 5,000 women, probably 5,000 kids. No one even thought about him when they counted. And yet his sack lunch made all the difference that day. So I felt the Lord just remind me that we're to bring what we have. We're to bring our sack lunch, we're to bring our special sauce, we're to bring the unique call of God that he's placed on our own life as we come week after week. I mean, Jennifer, she brought what she had to that operating room. She came and she's like, I don't like seeing this woman so sad about her husband of 50 years probably. I'm going to pray and bring the kingdom and I carry a breakthrough. I carry a miracle in my mouth. I carry the kingdom of God and I'm going to deliver it in this room right now. She showed up and she brought what she had. She brought her sack lunch and Jesus came and healed. (laughs) Have you ever felt disqualified? Have you ever felt insignificant? You know, In the Old Testament, I was talking to John Donaldson, he was saying, everyone brought what they had to contribute to the tabernacle. They're bringing their tapestries, their their gold, they're bringing anything they had for the place of the Lord. (laughs) They're bringing what they had. Here's what I have, it's small by itself, but with all of us, it's not small. In 1 Corinthians, you know, verses, uh, chapters 11 to 14, it's talking about bringing your gifts. You know, some will bring a prophetic word, a song, a dance, an encouragement, a gift, an offering. Everyone is part of the family. It's a foundational piece of who we are. You know, um, I think about my own family at the dinner table. Do you know when one person's missing, it doesn't feel the same. Like sometimes it's quieter or different, (laughs) but it actually doesn't feel the same. And I believe that's how, we've said this for years, worship doesn't feel the same without you in the room. And you can't tell us we're wrong because you're not here to tell us. It feels different. I mean, (laughs) there are people in the room who when they're missing, usually people in my like 10 foot sphere, I'm like, that person's missing. I am used to singing next to Ashley Allen. When she's in the room, I'm like, Ashley, come on up here. I like how her voice drowns mine out sometimes. It's really awesome. But it's just different when she's not in the room. It's different when you're not in the room. And we all get to show up. We all get to bring who we are. And I've been like just just mulling over who we all are with gratitude this week. I find that gratitude helps me approach people and see them in a different way. I get to see them more like the Lord sees them. And so I've just been like mulling over our people and just thinking about walking in the room on a Sunday and what each of you carry. And uh, you know, I was thinking about Josh Colley and I stand over here and I have a good eyesight and I see him, give us a wave, Josh. (laughs) Okay. So, I'm over here looking, and he is popping around that room, giving prophetic words, the whole service. And I just get really excited when he gets close. I'm like, oh, I might get a word. Okay. (laughs) Like, he's on a mission, and he brings his prophetic gift and deposits it in each of our lives, week after week, with intentionality. Pam Criswell, I don't know where you are. Hey, Pam. Okay, Pam. So, Pam was, uh, we were in the same church 38 years ago. So we've known Pam forever, for my ever. and, um, And so Pam has just felt the Lord's invitation to serve the little babies. And she has chosen to be in the zero to one year old room twice a month. And I see her coming alive. Like she tells me, I am coming alive. I am praying over these babies week after week. And when they graduate to the two-year-old or one-year-old class, it makes her both sad and happy. Like she is investing here. She is pouring her life, her prayers, her love into these zero to one-year-olds. It's so beautiful. Like Mary Lovell. You know, you know, we know you. (laughs) Wave at me, Mary. Mary. Okay, so Mary, she brings fire. Am I right? I don't know what she's doing between set Monday and Saturday, but she's getting full. And she's overflowing. She's brimming. She is. She she comes to me, puts her hand on my head and just starts praying and speaking in tongues, making declarations, and I feel the presence of the Lord week after week, and it makes, it's her part. Like, what would we do without that fire that she's infusing in our midst? You know, um, two weeks in a row, I feel like this is really significant. Um, Some of the, I've had children come up to me, kids come up to me after service, and they're like, hey, Lauren, I missed the offering. And they're like seeking me out because they know their gift matters, you guys, it felt like the weightiness and the conviction of the Lord, like they are taking this not lightly. I mean, I had this little girl last week and she had her little pocketbook and we're like trying to find the offering baskets and doing a little maze and she doesn't wanna just give me the money. She's like, should I, should I give my pocketbook? Like, I mean, it's just this, she's really thinking it through. Like, this is really important. How are we gonna make sure it gets to the right place? I get a disposable coffee mug and some tape and I write all over, this is tithes and offering, this is her tithe and, and make sure it makes it to the right place. But man, I felt this weightiness of, she knows her gift matters. And it felt like this moment of the widow's might, and I'm like blessed, like I felt so blessed by her tithe. <laughs> it was so powerful. I'm not going to want to miss. We cannot miss the gift of a 7-year-old girl. It was so good. Um Soraya and Kira, come here for a second. Okay, so these girls are awesome. So they do prophetic art during services sometimes. And I just wanted to hear what is God saying to you? Or what are you thinking about when you're doing that and handing it out? Well, I think that it's better to give to others than think of yourself. It is always better to give to others. Wow, that's so powerful. It's so good. When Jesus reads my mind, I want to give it to him and show people that I can be good with him. Wow, that's so powerful. Thank you so much, girls. Thank you. And so... A really cool story around this is they're writing these cards so faithfully, running them up to you in worship. And one day, um, I think it was Sariah, wrote a card, a prophetic declaration, and found Mark Axness. And Mark later, he puts it on his mirror in his bathroom. He said it was exactly what he needed to hear at that time. And And I think Mary texted Michaela, but like, I am not going to judge this as anything less than the Lord speaking a divine word in the right moment at the right time. And it's just so powerful. Like every, every contribution contribution matters. Every person plays a piece of the puzzle. Um, Sarah Ermertinger, are you around? <laughs> so Sarah, uh, you know, a couple months back, it was after family camp, And uh, Vanessa invited her on stage during worship one day. And and so she starts dancing. And Blake said, there was so much angelic activity and our worship took a shift in the atmosphere. And so I want to just ask you, tell me me something about what goes on in your head and some of the breakthroughs you've had. Yeah, so Lauren asked me to share about that with dance. And um, I think my favorite feedback or things I've heard from people are just it releasing intimacy with the Lord. And um, you know, it took a long time to um, break through that fear to dance in front of people in church. I didn't grow up in this kind of church. And um, so, um, but to hear that the intimacy i'm
0: experiencing with him is given away to people and that people are inspired to go deeper with him when it happens is like the best you know gift and then um also people just saying it giving them permission and
1: freedom and courage to dance too um just feels like that victory breaking off wow we're so grateful for you thank you it costs something though like Do you hear that? It took her stepping out. It's not easy to just jump on a stage or dance in the front and it costs something. Brenda, Brandon, where are you? Come on up here. I was thinking with gratitude, I was like, she's the first face I see every Sunday morning. I walk in those doors and there's Brenda. And it's more than a welcoming face. It's an intercessor who's been praying. Tell us about that.
0: Oh, thank God! Yes, um, I. The, the Lord just He told me to, to go out. I mean, He He told me to go out to be a part mm. of the lobby talk, mm. and to greet. And I always pray to Lord, you, mm. you just um, you speak to people. You speak to people through me. Mm. Um, you touch people through me. When there's a hug. It's just not a hug that you touch through me. Wow, so cool. You minister through me. If it's nothing but a smile, if it's nothing but a hello, you do it. You activate that. And so that whenever someone comes in, I don't know what they've gone through. I don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I just know that I, I, I look for the Lord to just bless them, to just be a part of that. So I'm not just hugging. I'm I'm asking the Lord to do something for you. And then sometimes it's it's praying for people as they come in, touching them and praying for them. And as an intercessor for the ministry, um, you know, in Psalms 3419, there are so many afflictions. We have, as the righteous, we have so many afflictions but the Lord delivers us from them all. (laughs) And as an intercessor, as a part of this team of intercessors, that is what the Lord is always doing for Bethel, Atlanta, for this family. The Lord is building. I mean, we are Nehemiahs. All of us are Nehemiahs. And the Lord is building and building and building. And when intercessors meet, we're praying and we're declaring over each one of you. We may not see you, but from one Sunday to the next, but that's what we're doing. We are praying in the spirit. When we don't even know what to pray, the Holy Spirit prays through us and making declarations for Bethel Atlanta, for you, our family. That's what we do as intercessors. We are so grateful
1: for you. I love her praying for me. It's a gift. It's a gift for us all. You know, um, when Justin releases those words of knowledge on a Sunday, I've been on the prayer line and had multiple people come up surrounding different words of knowledge. They're like, that word is for me. Like, it is a deposit in our body. He shows up bringing his risk, bringing his risk. Okay, I'm going to step out. This is a crazy word of knowledge. And then people come up just touched by the Lord, like, that was for me. He just read my mail. <laughs> so powerful. So, you know, I just I want us to know, like, the Lord showed me about a year ago. He said, you know those beautiful pictures that look like a mosaic, like this? You know, there's thousands and thousands of pictures that compose this tree. And they're pictures... In this case, not y'all, sorry. <laughs> but their pictures, it's just this random family I found online. But <laughs> they're all their random pictures thrown together to create this. Now, if you take out a picture, there's a giant hole, <laughs> a little white dot where there used to be sky. And I, I think it depicts what our family feels like without everyone showing up, <laughs> without everyone coming with their gift, coming with who they are, coming with their prophetic word, coming with their testimony, coming with their hug, coming with their encouragement. So I really felt led to talk on this, this Bible story um, because I feel like it models two things. It models... It models everyone mattering, everyone's significance, part of the family, the family that gathers around his presence. They also, is that there was a miracle in this sack lunch. This sack lunch was it was a measure of the Lord's miraculous abundance. Hey boys, can y'all help me? Um, I just wanted to model this by visual, because sometimes it helps. But He started with a tiny sack lunch, and he ended with 12 baskets. That math doesn't add up. (laughs) He's the God of the impossible. It was a seemingly insignificant amount of lunch. And the loaves did not diminish by his giving. That is part of us, we're overflowing that we don't leave drained. (laughs) You know, when we give words, we're not supposed to just pour out until we're empty. (laughs) We're actually supposed to pour out of our abundance. We're supposed to pour out of our overflow. (laughs) Look at all these baskets. Look at all these baskets. Okay, a little sack lunch. It feeds 50 times this room And has this many baskets, these are the actual ones, just kidding, uh, left over. (laughs) He didn't create the bread. He actually multiplied it. He actually partnered with that boy's lunch. He actually co-labored with us. To me that says something. What are we bringing with the Lord? (laughs) We're not just saying, hey God, show up. We're saying, hey, God, use me. Hey, God, show up. <laughs> let me carry the bath, like, let me carry my sack lunch. Okay. Let me, let me be merry, bring in my fire, and you blow your wind on it. This situation I felt was no- necessary to talk to because there's feelings of sa- scarcity right now. Do y'all feel the scarcity just culturally and the climate and I look at this story and I'm like there's nothing scarce about our king there's nothing scarce about what he does there's nothing scarce when he partners with us there's there's more than we can fit there's an abundance there's an overflow there's an excess and he was dealing with all the extremes there was an extremely remote place There was an extreme need of 15,000 hungry people. The crowd was huge. It was so far away from anything. And the resources, that little lunch, that little sack lunch, was very small. (laughs) Lots of extremes happening here. And I just think the Lord is saying, will you partner with me? (laughs) Will you bring your sack lunch and trust my abundance? He wants to show up. (laughs) Um, I felt led just to read some verses on the abundance of of God. And I want y'all to receive them. (laughs) Like, you've heard them all before. But I want us to let them sink into our spirit with this visual of he's abundant. He's overflowing. There's a miracle in this bag. There's a miracle in my partnering with him. Okay, So God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. He's also the God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouses of his bounty, to send rain on your land in a season and bless the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but borrow from none. Are y'all just receiving this in your spirit? You will be the lender and not the borrower. He sends the rain to pour down on what you touch. My God will meet all of your needs, all according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Okay, and from his fullness, We have all received grace upon grace. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest and even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. This is our portion. Even the hard pathways overflow. Now to all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more, abundantly more, than all we ask or think. <laughs> so there's an invitation today, and there's a, just a declaration. Every person matters. Every person's part of this family. Every person brings their contribution. Every person's sack lunch gets multiplied when it's partnered with heaven. And our God is the abundant one He's the one who makes the 12 empty full baskets overflowing. He's the one who rains down. He's the one who rains when the pathways are hard. He's the one who has things overflowing. He's the one for us to have life and life to the fullest. And so I'm just going to invite Justin up here. I'm going to pray over us. God, I thank you for this family. <laughs> I just have so much gratitude for every individual here. <laughs> so much gratitude for how you have just intricately woven us together, <laughs> woven our lives together, and how we're not we're supposed to be together, <laughs> we're supposed to run together. And I just thank you for the miracle when we show up. (laughs) I'm thankful for the miracle and the provision and the abundance that you pour out. And God, we just love you with all that we are. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.